Hello, you're listening to Got Clutter, Get Organized. I am your host, Janet M. Taylor, and I want to say hello if you're a regular listener and welcome if you're listening for the very first time. I hope you are having a great start to your week. Well, this week's episode is back to school time management for the family with another fellow organizer, Dana L'Oreal Morales from the Happiness Bucket. And of course, I will be sharing my product suggestion, app suggestion, repurpose suggestion, and book suggestion for the week. And of course, the question for the week is, how much time do you need in the morning to get out of the house on time? So that means how much time do you need from the time you get out of the bed, do all the other stuff to get to the front door so you get out of the house on time. So please post it on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, share with me. And then, of course, I'm going to be sharing it with the listeners in a future episode. And this week, my fact, my statistic is, did you know that if you spend 15 minutes, just 15 minutes at the end of your day getting organized, you save yourself an hour the next day? That means that, you know, you'll be able to leave the house one time with all the stuff and information you need, not forgetting anything. So think about that. And this week, I want to share with you the bio of our guest. Dana L'Oreal Morales is a has a holistic process strategist whose teachings are rooted in organization. She is a certified project manager who works full-time for a corporate law firm, and she is also the owner of the Happiness Bucket, where she teaches businesses and individuals how to develop, implement, and streamline their mental and physical processes to ensure they have a better work-life integration and balance. So without further ado, I'm going to be sharing my interview with you with Miss Dana L'Oreal Morales. Well, listeners, we are continuing our back to school series with another fellow organizer, Dana L'Oreal Morales. And she is from the Happiness Bucket. Doesn't that just sound wonderful and just want to make you get up and just dance, dance and everything? But before <laughs> we get into the strategies, I want to ask Dana one how she really got started in this profession of organizing. It is very interesting because I um, came from a very structured and organized home. I um, am a military brat. And so we, you know, you just have your structure within your house. And and as you're um, growing up, we had our responsibilities and everything that we were supposed to do. Mom always organized, you know, grocery shopping and all of that, learning how to save money, Um, All of that was ingrained in me as a child. And then when I went off to college, I studied sociology, which was, is a study of people. And so I I learned how to understand people and their needs and how to help them and, and different things like that. And then as a trade, as a profession, I'm a certified project manager. So all of this kind of comes full circle and, you know, just from a, 
from a purpose standpoint, when I really stopped and looked at what is my purpose? What was I put here to do? Everything came back to organization, helping people, understanding people. Um, and it that's kind of how I got into saying, you know what, maybe I need to, to help people organize. Maybe I need to um, do something around that area outside of my trade because you're, you're doing your day-to-day job, but there's still more that you want to do. And so I wanted to take it from not just the business side, but take it to the personal side as well. So that's how I got into it. So Dana, with back to school here, how can, you know, what are some of the things you see when working with families, when regards to the time, like what are the things that maybe they're doing that they really shouldn't be doing, or maybe some things that they may be just overwhelmed with that maybe they really should not be? One of the main things that I, and I am a parent, my daughter is six. Um, and one of the things I remember when I first got into um, the schools, right? When my daughter first started going to school was I was so overwhelmed with the scheduling of all of the things that they have to do at school. You have parent-teacher conferences, in-service days, um, all the different breaks, fall, spring, winter, you know, summer. You have all the extracurricular activities that they have, and you wouldn't think a child that small would have extracurricular activities, but the school had a lot of things going on after hours, on the weekends, um, she goes to a monastery school. So we have monastery moments that as a parent, we have to go to school and not have the kids there. And so all of these different things impacted my schedule as a parent. Mm-hmm. And I never had any idea that that was going to you know, impact me in that way. Um, you have commute times that are different. Your home is different. Um, when you have children, specifically when you are navigating between summer and school year, um, your home um, functions differently. And a lot of people don't realize that um, because they're so focused on, we got to get you in school. We got to do, you know, go get the supplies and do all that, but they don't think about how it's affecting what they're doing in the home. Um, Those are some of the biggest things that I see. Wow. So with a new school year and, you know, like you said, you've got all of these different schedules with the school, after school activities, family activities, and then, you know, things get a little different because like you said, this is a whole different season. We're getting into the fall, which then that just gets into the whole holiday season. But what are some things that, you know, parents can really begin to do to better manage that time? Because even as a godmother, I know that in order to schedule time with my godchildren, I've got to come with my calendar ready with some open dates. Yes. What syncs with theirs? And- exactly, exactly. I'm going to tell you, and and a lot of people don't think when you think about time management, we really don't think about our processes. And so I am I am really focused on holistic process management, right? And so when we think about um, time management, the first thing that I would suggest is to really review the processes that you have in your household. That is the very first thing I would do. And I'm going to give an example here of just a simple thing that most people don't think about, but it can change the way that you work in your home. So let's say that you typically drive straight into your garage. Okay. You pull your car straight into the garage. 
most people do that without thinking about it. But if you really just think about what do you do when you get out of your car, you get out of your car, you go in the house. A lot of times you'll have groceries, you'll have bags and things that you have to have. Don't, if you have a baby, you have to take the baby out of the, you know, the carrier and take them into the house. Well, by pulling directly into the garage, you have to navigate your door and it, your, your car door. And so my recommendation is don't pull straight into your garage, back into your garage, because that is giving you a direct line to your door. You're not having to navigate the door with your belongings and with your groceries and with your children. You're not having to do that. And so that's a small process change that you can do that is going to give you back time. And people don't think about, you know, how much time does it take you to get from the car to the house or vice versa? But that can really be a long extended amount of time if you don't navigate it right. Um, so that's, I mean, that's just a small example. And that's just because I know a lot of people can relate to how they get in and out of their car. But this has to do with cooking. It has to do with laundry. My daughter does not have a laundry basket in her bedroom. And this is a contention with me and my mom. She was like, well, why didn't she have one? Because she gets, she takes her showers downstairs. Her bedroom's upstairs. So she takes her showers downstairs. She takes her clothes off downstairs. So what would make more sense for her to have a dirty clothes basket in her room or for her to be taught to take her dirty clothes to the laundry room? you know, another process change is, is just looking at what it is you are doing on a day-to-day basis and identifying what is the most efficient flow of that thing. Um, for parents, teach your kids how to do things. Stop doing things for your kids all the time. My daughter hangs up her own clothes. She picks out her own clothes for school. She prepares for the next day by herself. I oversee, right? So I get veto power, (laughs) but she does it by herself and she's six. She's been doing it by herself since she was four. So that just tells you as a parent, you have to let go a little bit and let them grow up, let grow up, I don't know if is is the word I want to use, but allow them to explore and learn things because they all want to learn. And that will keep you from having to do everything yourself, which again, puts time back into your time bucket um, and allows you time to focus on cooking or, um, you know, helping with homework or things that you really need to be spending your time doing. Mm, I mean, just that tip of the the car, because when you were saying that, I started thinking about the next day because in the next Mm -hmm. day you can get in the car and Mm -hmm. you can just drive wherever you have to, you know, you don't have to do backing up and you know, all of that other, Mm -hmm. like you said, even navigating, because if you are carrying one of those baby carriers, you really have to navigate, you know, in the garage and all of that. So yeah. Yeah, You don't, it's like, you do not think of it before we moved into our home, we lived in a condo, so we didn't have a garage. And so, you know, and it, my, my daughter was a newborn when we moved in the house and it was like, I realized that very quickly. It didn't take me long, <laughs> you know, to figure out like, oh, I need to change kind of the way I'm thinking because mm-hmm. my trunk is closer to the door if I back in versus pulling straight in. And so if I've got a whole, you know, with babies, you have a whole bunch of stuff in the back. So it's how do I get this stuff in and out of my car in the most efficient way without taking a lot of time? Mm-hmm. So with that, so 
you've already shared like a few ways on how parents can really manage their time. Are there any other ways in regards to just this upcoming school year that can, you may maybe give them five minutes, maybe 30 minutes, but I think, you know, parents really need some strategies because I'll never forget one woman she shared with me how um, just having a meeting with her kids because mm -hmm. she told them, I need to know. You can't mm -hmm. just call me up the day of and say, mm -hmm. or, a few, or a few minutes before, hey, mom, I need a pickup. She's like, yeah. I'm going to be on the other side of town. How exactly. Like, what? Yeah. Um, I think that, oh, that's a good one. Um, having one calendar. I am big on that. And I know that that is a big topic of contention for a lot of people. But I'm going to explain to you why I think that's important. You are one person. And a lot of times what happens is people have a calendar for themselves. They have a calendar for their kids. They have a calendar for their extracurricular and it's segmented. You're segmenting yourself. You can't be in three places at one time. You can only be in one place at one time. So have one calendar that has categories for each of your different things. Um, you can, um, if you are determined to have separate calendars, have them feed into one so that when you are booking something, you are not double booking yourself. You're not booking up against something else, not giving your, giving you um, breathing time um, to navigate. You know, if you, like you said, if you're across town and I'm trying to come, you know, to pick you up, I need some time. <laughs> you know, don't tell me what time you have to be picked up. Give me 30 minutes or 15 minutes before um, so that you can kind of plan your day better. I also, whenever so whenever I'm booking something for my daughter, say she has a meeting, a parent teacher conference or something, I send meeting requests to my husband. And a lot of people laugh at me, but I'm like, look, he needs to block this on his calendar too. And so whether he's involved in whatever it is or not, I always send him a meeting request and I will either put it as free or busy, depending on if he's needed or not. Whether he accepts that meeting or not, it blocks his calendar as tentative. So anybody who's trying to book his calendar, he will see it. And if he has a shared calendar environment at work, others will see it as well. And so that will help him know where is my wife? Where is my daughter? What's going on? Keeping him in the loop as well. And then, like you said, having a family meeting uh, to discuss what is going on this week. I'm really swamped. I need you guys to pitch in. And I have that conversation, not just with my husband, but with my circle of support. I, I talk to my parents. I talk to my husband. We talk to my daughter, you know, our daughter. And we say, okay, this is what's going on. She's six, but she gets when mommy's busy. She gets when daddy's, you know, got a lot going on. And she will, she'll tell you like, well, you, you're supposed to be working on X, Y, Z. Cause you said, <laughs> you know, so she'll, she'll come back and, and, will pinpoint that. And so I think that's important to not only teach them time management, but teaching them how to respect other people's time and understanding that as well. And, and you're right. Children do understand that whole calendar thing. Cause now, mm -hmm. you know, that my godchildren are older, they know, okay, Aunt Janet, we, we have to get on your schedule. And, mm -hmm. oh, and, and I think sometimes it makes them feel, Hey, I'm on the schedule. So I know I'm in, so nothing else is going, you know, unless it's an emergency. So, mm -hmm. yeah. So, and, and I like the way you said that breathing time. And oh, yeah. Get from one to another. And I think sometimes we don't take that into consideration because we just back things up, back to back. And it's like, okay, yeah. you've got an appointment at two and three, but they're on two different sides of town. 
you need that time to navigate traffic, et cetera. Mm -hmm. so. And a lot of times, and I notice this more with parents than anybody else, you know, we feel like because we, we're parents, we have the excuse of being late, you know, oh, I have kids, you don't understand. No, I understand you're not planning your time wisely, you know, and sometimes you have to say no, you have to say, you know, I'm sorry, there's no way for me to do that. And your kids will figure out a way to get it done. They'll say, oh, well, I, can I get so-and-so's mom to take me? Maybe we can barter. You know, they'll come up with different ways to get done what they want done. You just have to be real with them and explain, no, I can't because I am on the other side of town or we don't have time because of this, 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 and this. And that will explain to them or give them an understanding of not only time, other people's time, because kids need to understand there are other people in this world other than them. <laughs> so, you know, just explaining that and um, getting them to take responsibility for what they want to do. Mm -hmm. So, Danny, you already shared one strategy with the laundry basket, which was really enlightening um, in regards to not having it in the room, but having it where she actually takes her clothes off, which is really great. Are there any other strategies that you use in your home? Um, I mean, we are, I think I mentioned this before that she is a Montessori student. So okay. um, that, that teaching mechanism is, is about practical life. And so she's very ingrained in, in our uh, household. So she has responsibilities within the household, you know, getting re her stuff ready for school in the, at, in the evening, her job is to get her clothes and whatever she's going to wear for school and bring it downstairs. That was her process. She doesn't like getting up, dressed upstairs by herself. So she brings it downstairs. She has it all ready before she goes to bed at night. So that in the morning when she wakes up, she just comes downstairs, gets dressed, and she's done. Now she understands, and this is again why talking to your children is important. She knows we have to leave the house at 6.45, period. <laughs> Our commute to my job in her school is 45 minutes. So she, you know, at first when she was really young, she didn't understand, you know, their age, you, you're going to kind of know when they can understand. Mm -hmm. She didn't understand that 45 minutes while we had to leave so early and all of that. She finally understood when one night, one day there was an accident because of rain on the interstate. And so that made us push up against the time when she would be late for school. And she doesn't like rushing and she doesn't like being late to school. And so when she realized we left home late, there was an accident. We got to school right at the, you know, at the buzzer, basically. She didn't like it. And so after that day, when we got home, we had kind of a, in, in project management, we call it a, a postmortem or a lessons learned. We talked about what happened and what we liked or didn't like about it. And I gave her the opportunity to express herself in that moment. And she agreed that she did not like rushing. She didn't like being late or being close to being late. It stressed her out. And she didn't use the word stressed out, but, you know, it just made her feel anxious. And so we talked about what can we do so that we don't have to do this again and let her be part of the solution. And so she understands that I have to be in bed by 8.30 or I'm going to be cranky in the morning. When I get up, I got to go ahead and get dressed and not lollygag because, it, especially if it's raining. If it's raining, she's like, mom, we got to go. We got to go. <laughs> but, you know, she understands if it's raining, we probably need to leave a little earlier or let me not take too long doing what I have to do because we're going to be late and I don't want to be late. I like being the first person at school or whatever the case is. 
Um, so I think that is another, you know, letting them get themselves prepared for the next day and then also communicating of what time do we have to leave? So mommy or daddy is not screaming in the morning. Come on, we got to go. We got to go looking for shoes that are lost, you know, cause that's what I hear a lot of times is I couldn't find a shoe or whatever. Have them get that stuff ready the night before. Make sure your backpack is together the night before. And so then you're not doing that in the morning. Have it all, have a specific place where it goes or put it in the car the night before, depending on if you have the security to do that. Um, and, and prep for the next day before you, it comes. Mm-hmm. Those have been some wonderful tips, Dana. And listeners, I hope you listen to this over and over again. Share it with other mom, friends, relatives who've got children, because these are strategies that not only will help them now, but it will really begin to help them when they get older teenagers, go off to college, and even in that work world. So and even for your listeners who are not parents, um, you know, doing some of these things too. Parents need to prep the night before just as well as children. So um, some of those will help with them as well. And that is so true. That is so true. So Dana, how can listeners get in contact with you? The best way is to go to dlmorales.com. That has contact information. It has scheduling information. If people want one-on-ones to set up meetings with me, you can do all that through the website. And listeners, as you know, I will have a direct link to our guest website on the show page. Well, Dana, thank you so much for taking time today. You are welcome. Thank you for having me. Okay. How many of you listening walked away with a time management nugget? There were a couple that I walked away with. The one was just how to park the car. I mean, can you imagine how much time How much frustration you save yourself by just parking your car differently in your driveway. So I would suggest you listen to this podcast over, share it with family and friends, and connect with Dana so you can continue to get those type of tips and techniques and strategies to live that organized life. So now I'm just going to share with you a few ways on how you can continue having that family time management strategies and my tailor's tip time. Number one, organize your entryway. So that means the coats have a place, the shoes have a place, all the things for the kids' activities possibly have a place, the book bags. Number two, organize the refrigerator and the pantry because you probably said, Janet, you said that the last time, but I am going to keep emphasizing making sure those areas are organized so that you can get snacks and you can get meals. You're not wasting time, energy. Create a study area. Make sure you create a study area for the kids, whether it's in the home office, but create a study area so they can work on projects, do homework, do research. Also, have a place for incoming papers. So whether you have a basket by the door, near the garage, someplace in the home, so when papers come in, information comes in, there's a location where they're deposited, so then you can review them, whether you review them nightly or weekly. And my five, my fifth one is calendar check-in time, making sure that 
you review the calendar, but also that everybody disciplines themselves, depending on age, to add things to the calendar. So when you have that family time, you can review and see where everybody needs to be, what everybody's doing, how you can plan your meals, how you can plan your week, and how you can plan your time. So those are my Taylor's tip time for family time. So of course, there's my Facebook group. If you are looking for a group setting, if you're looking just for this camaraderie and support of working through your project, from start to end. And it's a wonderful group. We're actually going to be starting something soon, live in September. So I will keep you posted. But, you know, I listen to the group members and it's something that they wanted. So I'm going to bring it to them. But one of the things you get in becoming a member, a benefit of this group is you have live sessions at least once a week. Sometimes I come every single day. Strategies from me, if you post a video, if you post a photo, I will give you strategies. One woman, she just moved and she was looking for some strategies to how to figure out her home, her new closet. So I gave her strategies that will help her. And then, of course, I get a lot of products. So I review them and I share them with the group first. And the group is uh, women who are all on the journey together to live in an organized life. And sometimes they share their struggles. They share their successes. So if you want that type of group, please go to the website at JanetMTaylor.com for more information. Of course, if you're looking for some one-on-one strategies to help you get organized, to help you move from clutter to clear, um, please check out my website. You can get a 15-minute free consultation. Just send me a photo, send me a video. I will give you strategies, and that way you can see if you would enjoy working with me. I am passionate about helping my clients clear, eliminate the clutter so they can attract more money, more love, and more happiness. So please go to my contact page for details. And then, of course, I want to thank you for following me via social media, for your likes, your tweets, your retweets, your sharing. Check out my Pinterest page, specifically my boards on Kids Can Be Organized too. Also, it's all about time, which talks about time management. And then, of course, if you need to organize those papers in your home and your life, there is a board for that as well. Well, today is Monday, and you know what tomorrow is? It is Tuesday. So my Toss of Tuesday tip this week is donate clothes of, you know, the kids. The kids' clothes nobody can wear. I mean, nobody, none of the other children in the household can wear them. Your sister's kids, your friend's kids, nobody can wear them. So start donating those clothes. So that's my Toss of Tuesday tip for this week. My app suggestion is to Better learn how to use the notes apps on your device, whatever device you have, because we have so many devices. They have those notes apps. Begin to use those and incorporate those to help you keep 
Um, stay on focus and on target of your projects, your to-do list, etc. So that's my app suggestion for this week. My product suggestion is a simple shoe rack. Whether you put it by the front door, by the garage door, in your bedroom, it will help you organize your shoes so you don't have a pile, but also help you find shoes the first time you look. So make sure you do that. My repurpose suggestion is taking 10 cans for craft items, cereal boxes for drawer organizers. Get the kids involved in creating and repurposing things, but making them into an organizing item. So check that out. My book selection for this week is 52 Powerful Success Strategies. I'm going to repeat that. 52 Powerful Success Strategies because we're going into another quarter, another season. So this is a great way to jumpstart and kick that off. And of course, my quote for the week is, call it clan, call it a network, call it a tribe, call it family. Whatever you call it, whoever you are, you need one. I want to repeat that. Call it a clan, call it a network, call it a tribe, call it a family. Whatever you call it, Whoever you are, you need one. Well, I'm excited because I am working on September. It's August, but I'm working on September because we're going to have somebody come in and talk to us about how, what things we need to get rid of in our closet. We just finally need to, we're moving into a new season. We're moving into a new quarter, what we need to get rid of. I even talked to somebody about our hair pieces because ladies, we have hair pieces. Whether you want to admit it or not, you got those hair pieces. So when is the time to finally let go of the hair pieces? And also, you know, sometimes we're going through a change. And how do we know when it's time to let go and move on? And, you know, some other guests as well. So as they come, my plan comes together, I will definitely keep you informed. And of course, the next session is going to be about estate planning because we are getting ready for our three series estate planning seminars. They're all going to be online. So whether you follow me via Facebook, um, we've been on Facebook Live, but you will be able to access it. And if you can't join this live, you'll be able to see the replay. But we're going to talk about estate planning for us. You know, what we need to do now to prepare, how to have a conversation with our parents, how to have a conversation with our children. So we can all be better organized when it comes to that. So I thank you so much for joining me. And please continue to share this podcast with your family and friends and all of those in your network. So please visit my website at JanetMTaylor.com. And until next time, you have a clutter-free day. Most of all, you have an organized week. Janet M. Taylor, and you are tuned in to Got Clutter, Get Organized.